Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the WNL show. Aaron Clark here once again. I'm coming up over the next 60 minutes or so. We have another packed show for you. First up, I'm joined by Waxford Youth Manager Laura Heffernan, who discusses her side's 2-1 victory against UCD Waves, being top of the league after 9 games, her spell on America coaching, as well as the returns of both Rihanna Jarrett and Adele Kendi. Next up, I'll be joined by Galway WFC boss Billy Cleary, who discusses his side's 5-1 victory against Piemont on Saturday evening, as well as the defeat to Kenny the week before. Cleary will also look ahead to Saturday's game against Cork City Women, as well as discussing the underage structures of football in Galway. Finally, I'll have post-game reaction from the two youth scorers from Saturday's victory against UCD. Both Rihanna Jarrett and Clara Ridden will discuss their side's performance. I'm joined at this time by Wexford Youth Manager Laura Heffernan. Laura, welcome to the show. How are you? Not too bad, yourself? Not too bad at all. A big win the weekend for your side? Yeah, that's delighted with it. Um, look, it's not a way to result, right? You can't complain. It was, a, it was a good weekend for us. It was probably a bit of a... A stop-start first half affair. I think Sophie made one save and uh, Brooke Dunn made one herself from Nicholas Sinne. Would you have been a bit disappointed with your first side's first half performance? Um, I don't think so. I mean, you know, a couple of games we started poorly. We conceded kind of early goals, um, especially up there when we played in the start of the season. I think we conceded after about 30 seconds. So it was important for us, um, you know, not to concede early, just kind of settle into the game and then go from there. You've really shuffled the back four a bit this season. Lolly Collin would have played a lot of left-back last season, where now she's at centre-back, and Lauren Dwyer making the move out to left-back. Was there any really reason behind that? Um, look, you know, a lot of people don't know, you know, what goes on behind closed doors. We, you know, we had a lot of injuries at the start of the season, players away with college and things like that. I mean, we've, I think we've 11 or 12 players who've, you know, been tied up with college and exams and the whole lot. So, I mean, we were just trying to kind of, you know, get through games as best we could with, with the players that we thought could do a job. And, and to be fair, the first half of the season, although performances weren't great, we were getting results. So it's just kind of something that we had to do. After the break, you introduced Rihanna very quick. She made a huge impact. She looked sharp on the game. Was it was it important that she got off to after a, a score and broke her score and duck after three games? I, I don't think scoring is, was the priority for her. I think you know for Rihanna, obviously she's had a lot of setbacks injury wise, and for her just kind of you know getting back and getting fit again is the main thing. And obviously you know we want to be careful. We don't want to rush her. You know we don't want to you know put her in situations where it's going to hamper her recovery. But you know she's doing well and you know she's coming on week by week. What would be the next step for Rihanna? Maybe play sixty minutes? Yeah, I mean look at. You know, we're at a stage in the season where it's tough, you know, three points for priority in games and, you know, it's, it's tough trying to get her game time without, you know, kind of forcing her into a situation that she's not ready for. So we just have to kind of take it game by game and, you know, get her as much game time as possible. That would have been something that possibly, if she had been back earlier in the season, that the college league could have come in handy for. Yeah, um, look, you know, it's, it's a tough injury, it's tough to come back from. Um, you know, we've, we've had a lot of them throughout the club over the last couple of seasons. You know, Dan Kennedy is another one, Kara Rossiter. So it's, it's just getting the girls back without, without rushing them and just making sure that they're coming into, you know, the right scenario for them injury-wise, you know. How hard is it to deal with, though, having that sort of injury? Like, for the club, how how much does it change your preparations when they come back into training? Well, you, I mean, you plan as best you can. You have to be, obviously you have to be careful, you have to be cautious with them, but there comes a point where... You know, you have to take a chance as well and, and say, right, now is the time. We have to we have to get him back into a competitive environment. But it's just, you have to treat each player differently. Obviously, Rihanna's a little bit different. You know, she's done it a couple of times and we just have to look after her a little bit more, maybe. Katrina Parrick made her first start for the club at the weekend. She seems to have adapted well to back to playing football, but she'll take some time really to settle in, won't she? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's, it's a big step for Katrina. She's played extra league for a number of years and, and obviously everybody knows her Camogie background, but National League is a huge step and... You know, it's something. It's going to take time for her to settle. But in terms of training and you know what she's offering, she's doing a fantastic job. And it's just going to take a little bit of time to to get to that level 100. percent 
but just even to have someone of her, her caliber of, of an athlete available to you is, is quite important, isn't it, as well? Yeah, I mean, look, she's, she's used to being around a, a competitive environment and, you know, winning things at the highest level and even, you know, having that attitude in training and, you know, being able to help out the girls in certain ways, it's, it's a huge asset to the squad. We can't talk about Saturday without talking about the substitution you made and I think it was the 81st minute, Adele Kennedy coming back after 15 months. A huge, it's yeah. probably the biggest of the of the ACL injuries to come back in terms of what she offered to the side of midfield. She's probably one of the biggest losses, it's fair to say. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a long road for her and, and to be fair, she looked, she looked extremely fit and, and very sharp when she came in on Saturday, which is great. But again, it's, it's the same situation as, you know, Adriana, we just have to be careful how quickly we rush her back in and, you know, just make sure that the game scenario is right for her every week. You've seen from her though, like I spoke to one or two of the players and he said to me that when they come back for pre-season, although she was nowhere near playing, ready to play, she was probably one of the fittest. She really looked after herself during the time off, didn't she? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's her environment work-wise, you know, she works in um, a gym in Kilkenny, you know, that's what she surrounds herself with, is that fitness side of things and, you know, she's, physically she's extremely fit and just making sure that we don't rush that injury and, you know, um, put her back in her in her progress. But like if you look at her compared to Rihanna, Rihanna seems to put on quite a lot of muscle where Adele seems to have slimmed down and probably got more toned and, and more of a, sh- a definition you fit uh, body shape-wise. Yeah, I mean, look at every player is different. Um, you know, the two have different attributes. Rihanna's obviously physically very strong and, you know, a big unit to have to have higher up the pitch. She can hold the ball up really well. Um, you know, Adele is a different type of player. She gets around the pitch for you and she gets, you know, stuck in those tackles. So, I mean, physique-wise, they're obviously two very different players, but... Both of them bring, you know, a huge ass to the squad. Award on Clara Reardon strike the weekend. It was a fantastic offer. Yeah, uh, she's doing really well. Um, another player who's, you know, working extremely hard on her fitness. And you can see you can see herself on the pitch. Uh, every week she's getting fitter and fitter and much, much sharper. And, you know, it's paying off. She's scoring goals regularly. Overall, though, you must be happy after nine games to be top of the table with a game in hand. Of course, yeah. I mean, we said at the start of the season, it was, you know, we were just setting ourselves a target that, you know, at the halfway point, we were in contention. We done that. You know, we've had a good start to the second round of games, which is great. But, you know, like I said on Saturday, we're only halfway there. There's still, still a very long way to go. But, like, you spoke about it. I listened to another interview you'd done earlier today where you said that at times the performance possibly weren't there to what you would have wanted, but still to be getting them results after nine games must be pleasing. Like you've you've only lost one game, you've drawn I think you've drawn one. Like otherwise you're you've won yeah. every other game league game. Yeah, we drew against shells and, and obviously, you know, we had that setback down in Cork, but because I three points is what it's all about, it's about getting results. And I mean if we were playing, you know, fantastic, fancy football and we weren't winning, you know, we'd be we'd be getting criticised left, right and centre. So, you know, I suppose you're always gonna have people's opinions about how we're playing or, you know, the style we play or whatever, but you know, for us it's about it's about getting the three points and, and you know, the fact that we're you know, where we want to be at the top of the table, that's that's all that matters to us at the moment. Pima the way the weekend, they were really looking to bounce back after a big probably a shock loss. The the magnitude of the loss would have shocked a lot of people more than the fact that they lost the Galway. You must be really expecting a backlash from them. Yeah, I mean, look at all you have to do is look at Galway. I mean, they, they bounced back fantastically after the Kilkenny loss. And I mean, we know ourselves, it happened, it happened to us down in Cork where, you know, we were on the back of a heavy defeat. So we're expecting a huge backlash from team after the weekend. But, you know, we're prepared the same as, as we always do. And we do, you know, we do our usual thing. And hopefully what we put up to them will be enough to get a result on Saturday. It was a close game on the sides Matt, earlier in the season as well. Emma Hansby's goal from a corner was all that really separated the sides. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you could call that game a classic by any means. It was you know a scrappy from start to finish, but you know going up to the team end is never an easy task. Tight pitch, you know, and you know the team end girls always give one hundred and fifty percent. So you know it's going to be a great game, and obviously you know both teams have a lot of stake at the moment. So it's, it's going to be an interesting one.
Will that be a late kickoff or has it been changed to the early six o'clock? Uh, to six o'clock. So it makes it e- that's that's even better for you as getting home as well. Like you're not stuck up in Dublin till nearly eleven o'clock. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know, we're kind of we're used to it at this stage. I mean, a lot of players in the squad are they're around a couple of years now, so you know we're we're used to traveling and the late nights and the training. So it's, you know, it's not going to make much difference whatever the kickoff time. Is it hard though having players traveling from different parts of the country? I know, like Claire Reardon's back in Limerick now. She was in Carlo when she was in college. I think Emma Hansby's back in Sligo. Is it hard for, for players at times maybe to make sessions? Because like, it's a long commitment to play in this sort of league with only seven teams. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's without, you know, moaning about having players available. I mean, that's that's not what we want to do. But, I mean, obviously, our position in the country in terms of logistics, we're, we're right down in the corner. It's, it's hard to get players in. It's a lot of travelling, no matter no, ma- no matter who you look to get in. And, you know, as great as the Summer League is, and, you know, we, we're all really happy at the Summer League, once the doors go home from college, it's, it just spreads them out around the country, and it's very difficult to get everyone together at the same time, which is, you know, it's kind of, you know, when we had those cup games last, just before the break there, we had players that were away for, you know, a couple of weeks at time, and it's, it's difficult, especially training-wise, to, to get the work done on the training pitch. Like, we even see with the likes of P-Mount have had her pain, Sarah McEvitt is Tipperary, had her, is Galway, then we have uh, Shelbourne have the likes of Roman McLaughlin, and, Al- and Leanne Kearney, who is Donegal and Cavan. Like, there's not enough teams, uh, teams in the country where players will have to travel if they want to play at this level. Yeah, I mean, look at everything How far has the commitment levels come on since the introduction of the Women's National League? I think it's, look, it's fantastic what some of the players are doing. Um, I mean, you look at the likes of Claire, you know, three hours, four hours up and back, and, you know, Emma Hansbury the same, travelling from Sligo. But, I mean, all of our players are travelling, you know, Kilkenny, Carlo, Dublin, during the week. It's, you know, it's a big commitment and a big ask, but they're going to be fantastic. You know, they make themselves available whenever they can. Is it fair to say that... 2016, uh, 2017 season is probably the most open women's national league we've had of all the leagues. Like normally, you would have seen one, two, maybe three teams battling out, and then the rest were possibly falling away. Where this season, anybody's beating everybody. Yeah, I mean, look, you can look at it both ways. I mean, the league has lost a, a lot of quality players, and you look at the likes of Noel Murray and you know players like that leaving the league. You can argue that you know some of the stronger teams have got weaker, but you know, in my opinion, it's the fact that every team in the league is getting better. You know, you look at the likes of Cork and the improvements they've made in recent seasons. I think it's great for the league that, that every team now is competitive. But like you, you say that possibly, if not some of the stronger teams possibly got weaker, but now you see players willing to go to different teams to whereas the first couple of years they may have decided, oh, this is the best team for me, where now they're willing to give a chance. Like we've seen Savannah McCarthy before she went to Glasgow, she left UCD because it was a travel and went to, to Galway because it was easier for her. Like we see players willing to do it now because they see that other teams are improving. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, look, again, that's where we're at a little bit of an advantage because regardless of where you're coming from, Wexford is, You spoke earlier about your ambition at the start of the season was just to be in contention after at the break. What's the ambition now with nine games to go being top? So look at I mean, you know, I'd be lying if, if I said anything other than the fact that we want to stay where we are and win the league. But, you know, we have to be realistic as well. It's, it's about consistency now and we've, we've a lot of big games coming up. Um, and we just have to make sure that, you know, we put in a performance now in every game. Every game is like the cup final now if we're going to want to win the league. But like even the game in hand you have, it's not an easy game in hand where you have to come to Dublin to play Shelburne. Every game is going to be about no matter who we play. And look, you know, we still play team out again. We still play UCD again. So 
you know, it's like I said, it's only the halfway points and we're not getting carried away by any means. The World University Games could be a huge part of who, of deciding who wins the league with so many players from the league gone. I know UCD have six gone, Piedmont have four gone, there's three gone from yourself. Like That could really decide them period of games where them players have gone. That could have a huge impact on who wins the league. There are certain games, I mean, we don't know, we don't know what, what the story is with games, with, you know, whether they'll go ahead or whether they won't, with what players being away, but look, that's why you have a squad. We're missing three of the guards and they're three big players, but, you know... We're happy that we've, we've players that can come in and fill their boots. Is that where, like, Rihanna Jarrett's return could be key for the fact that you're losing Claire but you're getting Rihanna back? Yeah, that's it. And I mean, look, Ashley is, you know, another great player and she's been fantastic for us this season. But, you know, you've got Katrina there, you've got Linda Douglas and a couple of other players that can, that can play in that position. So, anything where it's the same, you know, you just have to, you have to get on with it and just, you know, be confident in the squad that you have to do a job. Like from watching the watching the weekend, I must say that like it's probably one of the, the best I've seen Ashlyn Frawley playing in Wexford huge jersey. I was extremely imp- impressed with her like going forward and even some of the passes she was playing. She was involved in the first goal. She was invo- involved in the build up for the second goal for playing the, pa- the pass to Rihanna. Like she was absolutely immense at the weekend. Yeah, I mean Ashlyn, it's it's been tough for this season with um with exams and she, you know she's holding down a job and she's you know traveling down from Dublin the whole lot. So she hasn't been able to be involved as much as she wanted to the start of the season. But, you know, she came on as a sub a couple of times and made some fantastic contributions. Then against Galway down in, down in the Limerick Bowl, she was outstanding. And again, you know, the other night she was brilliant. So, I mean, it's, it's the sign of a great player. You know, even when she's not in the starting eleven, she makes a big impact. And when she is, she, you know, she's consistent. But like there was, there would have been times in the seasons gone by where maybe she wouldn't have been as much of a big time player. But like as you said, she she's still willing to work hard even when she's not in the side. Yeah, I mean, her work rate is fantastic. Nobody, there's nobody can ever question that. And I mean, like, you know, Ashley is still a young, um, you know, she was, she's still learning the last couple of seasons and I think she's really starting to come into her own now. The year Wexford won their second league title, you unfortunately weren't part of the setup towards the end of the season when you went to America. What was that experience like going to America coaching? Uh, it was very different. Um, I mean, the setup over there, it's, it's extremely different. You know, they focus a lot on, you know, the technical side of the game as opposed to the tactical stuff. The club I was working with are actually they're actually in Dublin at the moment playing a boys tournament. Um I think they're playing Cherry Orchard and St Kevin's maybe there there this week. So, you know, it was it was a fantastic opportunity. But I did miss the you know, the competitive side of the National League and you know, I, I you know, I did miss all that kind of getting up every week and, and looking forward to a big competitive game at the weekend. It's it's not taken quite as seriously at the level I was at over in America. Whereas opposed to, you know, the high school and the college stuff it's it's very serious. The club stuff is not maybe not as competitive as, as what I had expected. How much would you have learned from that experience? I mean, look, no matter where you go, football-wise, you always pick up something. Um, you know, everybody has a different way of doing things and different styles of play and, you know, different ways of coaching. So, I mean, you know, it was a great experience. And I, I learned a lot over there and, you know, I think it definitely helped me when I came back. That's why I could bring, you know, some of the little things that I had learned back into the extra setup. What would have inspired you to get, to get into coaching? How did you get into coaching? I, mean, I actually... John Flood as well then you've worked with a few different managers at Wexford you with John you're with Will Doyle as well yeah I mean I, I played the, the, the whole time that John was there in charge I would have been a player and obviously learned 
learned massive amounts of John and then obviously mm-hmm. I think I, I played two games when Will was in charge and, and kind of just focused on the coach and then and obviously you know Will done a great job and won you know a number of leagues and titles so I mean they're the types of managers that you want to be working with and you want to pick things up off of and if you take a little bit from all of them it can only make you better yourself yeah, like you're currently doing your UEFA A license, I was just doing a bit of reading up there. Did you do the B license yeah. while you were still playing, or did you do that when you finished? Um, I, I, I was still playing when I started it, but you know, towards the end I, I kind of finished playing when I finished off the, the coaching license. So, because when, when you're doing something like that, it definitely makes you a better player, because you, you, know, you look at things a little bit differently. But it was just coming to a point now where, where playing just wasn't an option for me anymore, and I just had to focus on the coaching side of things. It's not cheap to do your coaching badges in Ireland, so you must really be committed if you really want to do them. No, it's definitely not cheap. Um, but look, it's, it's something that I decided I was going to do. I was going to give it a couple of years and see how it worked out. And look, it's so far so good. When you first returned back after America, you were doing a bit of a commentary stuff for the clubs on, on games. Did you expect to get the first team job so soon, or what was your expectations when you come back? If if offered, would you have went back as an assistant, or was it always you wanted to have the, the number one job? Um, I just needed a break. I needed a break from, from the whole coaching side of things and, you know, being involved week in, week out. It's, it's such a big commitment. And I was actually happy when I got back to have those, you know, those four or five months where I could just go and watch games and just enjoy them. And, you know, it, was just, it just happened that um, Roman, who does the commentary down in Wexford, just asked if I give him, I give him a hand with some of the games. And I, I enjoyed doing that. But it definitely, it definitely was the case where I was happy to step back and just, just watch what was going on. And, when the Wexford jobs did come up then, it was I, I was in two minds about whether it was the right thing at the time because, you know, obviously I'm still, I suppose you could say, new to the coaching scene. But look, like I said, I just decided if, if anyone was going to do it, I might as well give it a whack and, and see how it goes. Would it have um, possibly been slightly different maybe if you'd have jumped straight into some sort of coaching when you come back that maybe you might even, you, who knows, you might even got that job? Because you might have said, I'm happy somewhere else, and you wouldn't know you. You wouldn't want to give your commitment to somewhere else. You wouldn't want to give up on something halfway through a season. You'd rather see that project out first. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, look, I suppose you could say that it just fell at the right time. It just happened that I, you know, I wasn't involved in anything else. And to be honest, I wasn't looking for anything else. Um, I was happy to just to just have a little bit of a break. I mean, I've been at this since, you know, since the National League started. And, you know, it's such a commitment every season. Being like you would have played with quite a few of the players, and you're very friendly with them from your time as the number two. Did that have any conv- any way of convincing you that this was the job for you? Because you already had a great relationship with a lot of them. Um, I feel like obviously it is something that you think about. I mean, it's it's worked out really well. It could have went in the opposite direction. Um, you know, it's it doesn't matter what team what team you get involved with. You, you know, you have to you have to treat the players with respect, and you have to earn their respect. Um, and look at it's it's worked out really well so far this season, and and long may it continue. One thing that I didn't have planned to uh, to ask you about, but it just comes to my mind. When you were doing an interview with RTE during the FAI Cup final a couple of years ago, the year you just won the trophy, what's things like that? How do you do concentrate on a game when you're doing like pre interviews during the game? Does things like that ever was it ever like frustrating because you've been pulled away in the middle of a game to do an interview? Uh, for me, it's not. You know, it's not really a big deal for me. Like I mean, the fact that the fact that that game is on TV and you know you're getting players and everybody's getting that exposure. It's just, I think it's just part and parcel of it. It's just something that, that you have to do. Um, it's, it's not something that really, that 
really would have annoyed me or, or anything like that. Um, you know, it's only a, you know, a minute or two and then you're, you're back into, into the game again. So, look, it's, it's just part and parcel of it. What's been the biggest change since going from an assistant to the number one at Wexford? Um, I suppose it's the it's, it's just the, it's the fact that everything you know falls on your shoulders really. Um, whether people agree with what you're doing or disagree, at the end of the day, you're the one that the final decision comes down to. Whether you know you talk to your coach and staff or not, it's you that's, <laughs> that the act falls. I suppose if you want to put it that way, um, and that's that's tough because you do have to learn to I suppose to have a, a thick skin. You know, football is great for opinions, and everybody has one, so. It's learning to switch off sometimes, I suppose, it's speaking. Was it important that you got the right management team around you, that pe- people who you trusted? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, I, I think everyone about you that. Anybody who's worked, worked at a, a high level, it's, you have to have you know, a good staff around you. And, you know, Denny and Scott and Paul and the boys, they're, they're absolutely fantastic. Um, I've known them all for, for quite a long time now, so it was important for me that I got people in that I know I could work with and you know that I, I knew would back me up if, if I needed anything, so the lads are absolutely great. Like it's quite interesting. I was down for the Champions League last year, and I seen you once or twice before the, the games in the ho- in, a, in the local hotel when we were getting some food. And so some of the same guys, some of the same guys who are actually with you now. So it's it's the people who you would have always had around you. Yeah, I mean, look, at I've, I've known Denny maybe 10-15 years from from the Wexford football scene. Um, the same, you know, Paul Westwood, and I would have I would have been involved with him when when I was doing the the FAI internship, and then obviously Scott was involved. Um. You know, last year when, when I wasn't around and, you know, the girls really, really liked Scott. And, you know, it was great to have him to have him back involved again this season. So, you know, they're a great bunch of lads and I have to say we all, we all do work really well together. We've seen it with Katrina Park coming in and we've seen a few departures from Wexford Youth. Can we expect any more signings during the summer window? Uh, maybe one or two, but, I mean, you know, we just have to see how that, how that goes, you know, yourself. And that, that shows any kind of, you know, ability to play at that level. Every club wants them, so... It's tough, it's difficult to get the players that you want to get in, but you know, we're happy with the squad now at the moment and you know, if we don't find anybody else, you know, we're we're happy enough to that we, we have the squad that we need for the end of the season. Like even the other two girls that we spoke about, Adele and Rihanna, it's like new two new players as well for you, isn't it? Yeah, I mean you know, we haven't had them available and um, have them back now going to the last part of the season it's, it's a huge boost, not just for us but not for the rest of the girls as well. So, you know, hopefully They'll be back flying fit now in a couple of weeks' time. Last thing I want to talk to you about, um, the Women's Champions League is coming up next month in Belfast for Shelburne. You would have been involved at Wexford Youths two seasons ago when they played Metaconan in Poland. It's going to be a tough task for Shelburne, isn't it? Uh, yeah, look, Conan, they're, they're a tough side, you know, very well organised, um, you know, really, really do difficult to play against. But look, it's, it's Champions League. It doesn't matter what team you go up against, it's going to be a tough task, but... Obviously, you know, Shells are representing the league, they're representing the country and everybody down in Wexford will most certainly be behind them and hope to do well. And you've also played Linfield as well this season. Yeah, we played them in a friendly at the start of the year. Um, they were missing a couple of players at the time, uh, but, you know, they just travelled down just to kind of get their bearings for, for pre-season and that. And no, it, was a good, it was a good competitive game, so, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure they'll um, give, give Shells a good test as well. And you'd be hopeful that maybe Shelburne could get through because it'd be great for the league, wouldn't it? That'd be fantastic, yeah, I mean... I know even the exposure that we got, just you know, the time that we were involved was fantastic. So, I mean, if, if the Shells girls can do well and, and highlight the league, then it's great for everybody. It was great to chat to Laura there. Her commitment to women's football was second to none, and it was great to see when she got the huge job. I was always a big admirer of hers, and I always had a lot of time for Laura. It's interesting to see how youths have gone on this season, and to be top of the table after nine games. She'll be extremely pleased, and with a fully fit squad, it'll be interesting to see how far she can actually go this season. Next up, I chat to Galway's Billy Cleary. 
Delighted at this stage to be joined by Galway WFC manager Billy Cleary. Billy, welcome to the show. Thanks a million, Aaron. A huge win for your side at the weekend. Yeah, we had a great win at the weekend. Um, badly needed results, you know, especially after the disappointment of um, losing down in Kilkenny the week the magnitude of the result stands out more than anything not the fact that you beat Piment who are on flying form but the fact you beat them 5-1 and you had four different goal scorers on the day as well yeah listen I'm not going to say it probably wasn't a 5-1 game but on the day we took our chances you know and in general play I think we more than deserve to win you know saying that you know um, Piment a very good team and either side at half time you know, they had a couple of chances that, they, you know, they could have gone ahead and um, the game could have been a different game. But, um, listen, not to take away from any of our girls, the finishing and the goals, the quality goals that we scored were first class. So, um, and it was a great performance overall. I think in general play, we more than deserved, you know, the victory. One thing that stands out to me is that not a lot of defences have kept Amber Barrett quiet this season and she didn't score against you. So your defence has done a, a job that some teams couldn't do. A lot of goals, um, you know, conceding five against Shelburne, you know, the first time ever we managed a team like you conceded five, and um, you know, it was disappointing and it was something we worked on a lot. Just, you know, just conceding cheap goals, even when we played Piedmont up there, very sloppy and cheap goals. So, you know, we've tightened that up a lot in the last, you know, month or so. You know, we haven't been conceding as many goals, and um, and bring a first class striker, you know, she gets the chances, and more often than not, she scores. The two girls, you know, it was the first time playing together this season. Kira Cormick and Jimmy Byrne done fantastic. You know, they kept their place in charge of the game, and then um, you know we got our rewards in the end. At the start of the season, you also didn't have Kira Cormick, and she was she was unavailable. I think she she was on the bench for the first time against UCD. The game was one one nil. So like it's been it's been a slow recovery for her as well, and getting her back up to game speed. Yeah, we're delighted that Kira back. You know, she you know top quality defender first and foremost. You know, but she's. She's been around the league a long time and she knows the ins and outs and knows the players and then, you know, she, she's, a, she's a big asset for us and, you know, we're without Kira along with a number of the girls, you know, we're obviously not as good. But um, Kira's absolutely, the last five or six games, she's really come to her own and she's solid performances every week and, you know, so delighted to have her on board and long may continue. Like even having, when you have Kira Cormick and Shauna Fox together, they work very well together and you can see that players like that have played together before and they've built up strong partnerships because I remember watching Galway in the previous seasons and when the, when Fox and Cormac had played together there was almost a time where you knew that if one misses the ball the other person is going to know where exactly the other one is. Yeah, look, it's, uh, at the weekend as I said the, the centre defensive partnership was uh, Jenny Byrne and, and, and Kira. you know, made the work made right back Alina Cheat and left back and the four of them salads. Yeah, and Sean was unavailable at the weekend, so listen, that's the sort of story of our season. We all seem to have four or five players missing every week for one reason or another. And um, you know, the players that come in, when they come in, they need to take their opportunities, they need to make an impact and you know it'll be selection headaches for me next week. Obviously Sean will be back, but um, if the girls are solid at the weekend, it'll be very hard to change the third eleven from from last week. No, absolutely. That's one of the things about as a manager's job that the players have to give you. Like I know from watching Jenny Byrne as well, she's been very good. But I've also seen her playing further up in the field, and I've seen how good her qualities are. But like you must have been disappointed coming off the back of the Kilkenny result, considering you'd beaten them twice this season, put in some good performances. Especially, I think it was the the cup game you scored a good couple of goals as well. So like going down there, you must have been 
confidence thinking okay we, we got a good performance in was it disappointing that I heard uh, that you had quite a lot of shots as well but you just couldn't convert yeah it was hugely disappointing to lose down in the Kenny and that's not to take away anything from I think you know since Casey's gone in there he's done a good job you know limited resources very difficult to get players in you know I think you look at their team sheets the last few weeks they're struggling with numbers 12, 13, 14 players they're trying to build it up but look it was a big kick in the backside for us you know saying that when I reviewed the footage of the game and looked back and I said the performance wasn't all that bad you know we had home team chances got a lot of crosses in the box good few shots on target you know Kilkenny you know one shot on target one goal setting they defended well and resolutely you know, but they dug out a result. But on another day, I think we would have ran out two, three, four goals winners. But it's, that's the way the league is. We done exactly the same when we went up to UCD and played them away. You know, we set in tight, popped them on the break, scored our opportunity when we got there. Possibly could have scored another one. And that's the way the league is. I think it's an open enough league. Every team can beat each other. I don't think there's any given. You know. I don't think any team, you know, team on top of the table can down to play out. They're probably looking at the league table and softening down in Galway and we turn them over. Um, you know, every team, I think, uh, and it's good for the league that it's competitive. You know, I don't think any of the top teams coming to any team, whether it be Kenny, Cork, ourselves, or they take us for granted, they'll get turned over. Like I spoke, I was down in, in uh, Waxford for the Waxford UCD game on Saturday. And when we were speaking to people after the game, we were speaking about the result. People weren't shocked, as you say, the league is that open, about the result, about the fact that Galway beat Piemont. The people were just shocked at the magnitude of which, because it sent a bit of a statement to other teams that's, okay, maybe we've clicked here now, we've got there to where we want after, say, some disappointing performance. But it just shows that maybe, as you said, Kenny was the real kick up the arse that you needed that for players to say, okay, we've created chances, but we didn't, we weren't clinical enough. Was there anything different you done for the, between the Kilkenny and Galway game in terms of like training or stuff like that? Was there much difference that you done to try to refocus the girls? No, not particularly. You know, I suppose in, in the last three or four weeks, the girls, you know, they told me, look, I'm, I'm a bit soft on them, you know, because it's my first time coming into the women's game and knowing where to draw the line and how far I can push things. And, you know, and obviously from then, for me and I need to change as well and increase the tempo and be more demanding with the girls. But listen from week to week, like we played last week down in Kenny, this week we're missing I think three or four of our starting eleven that started down in Kenny. So you're just focusing on the next game. Every week it's focusing on the next game and the next results. And you just have to deal with the things that come along. But um the intensity of training has come up in the last few weeks. We've the girls in now once a week in strength and conditions again a specific session towards that trying to build them up. Now, we've only started that two or three weeks ago. We're not going to reap the rewards of that for six to eight weeks. But again, that's another thing we've changed. But I think it, the girls themselves, I think it was more a pride thing and they were hurt the week before and they wanted to put in a good performance at the weekend. But like you look at um, you look at your side, there's been quite a lot, a lot of change this season. 
there's a lot of players that have come in at the start of the year so it was always going to take a lot of time for players to to regel like we've seen even Lisa Castle he was coming back from Piedmont they need some other Aoife Brennan Sinead Taylor Megan Carroll there's a lot of players that come in who maybe someone had been there before but they were away from the setup for a while so it was always going to take a bit of time for players to rebed in wasn't it and especially considering a change of management as well Internationals playing with the team, you know, showing an only obviously Jess Nolan, Ellie Rose, and Flaherty. At the start of the season, we had zero, you know, for one reason or the other, moved on, one didn't want to play in that women's national league football, and Ellie was injured at the moment, and she's just coming back to business. But, you know, when you take three international players out of your team, they're big holes to fit, you know, and it takes a little bit of time, a lot of the girls will come back in, and, you know, they've been. They've been involved in women's national league in the past, whether it be Castle Bar and Galway, and to bring them back into the fold, you know, we had to do that. Um, might have taken a, a bit of time, but uh, we're getting there. I think week on week, we're, we're improving all the time. The results aren't stacking up for us, and we've had a couple of near misses, you know, a couple of poor results. But I think you'll see a strong finish to the season from us. That's one thing I was going to ask you about. Like, you, you may not be getting the results at times. But are you happy with the constant improvement in the performances? Oh, listen, I can't question the girls' commitment you know, to, to it. The girls are brilliant. The training is good. Um, the results, I think, you know, we went down at the start of the season. We had a tough start of the season. Wexford away down at Wexford came out of that. Losing 2 nils more than a match for them, I think, you know, overall. Again, went down, played team out up in Dublin more than a match. You know, unlucky not to get something out of the games. And then uh, you start you sort of thinking, geez, are we going to get out now? We good enough. But again, as I said, the girls, we played team out up in Dublin, two one. But on the night, we a hundred percent should have got something out of that game. The same when we played Wexford down in Wexford, we should have got something out of the game. But should have get something. Out. It doesn't. It's all about results at the end of it all. You might see the improvement. You get frustrated when you don't get the results. But eventually, you go to UCD. Great results for the club. First time ever beating UCD in the league top of the league at the time and in at the weekend team on top of the league we'll turn them over again we're getting there eventually but we need to be picking up the points and beating the Kilkenny's and the Corks the teams that are in around us we need to be pushing up the table that's where the goal was for at the start of the season and we're still trying to you know that's our, our goal well I could give you I'm looking at the league table right now when you say fourth is your goal you're still only four points off the likes of Shelburne and Cork at fourth place and joined fourth and fourth and fifth place who above 13 points? Yeah, like I say, we're only four points off, but at the weekend, it's a massive game for us in playing Cork. There's four points that are between us at the moment, so we need to close that gap. So, um, you know, every game is massive for us, and we're, we're, we're there every week. We focus on the next fixture, we're looking to pick up points on every game. It doesn't matter whether we play Cork, Shelburne, it's every team, but we need to be beating the teams that are around us first and foremost to achieve our goal. How important is it that you make Eamon DC Park a fortress for yourselves? Because we've seen like, a lot of teams when they go on the road, that's where they seem to slip up more. How important is it that when you're actually at home, that you, that's where you're getting all your results? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a massive place. It's probably one of the best grounds in the country that the teams come to play. And a lot of the teams, when they come to go, they look, they look forward to it. Because playing an Eamon DC Park, it's, it's, it's brilliant. But like that, look, we're not there to be nice. And we're there to get results. And when the teams come to try to aim in DC Park, we need to be making it a hot fight place for them. We don't give them an inch, we press them high up the pitch and we play the game at our tempo. But, um, you know, as I said, 
picking up points at home is important, but it doesn't matter whether you pick them up home or away. It's three points is three points, you know, so we'll take them whichever way they come. It's interesting that you say that teams like coming to Amy DC Park because I had Megan Lynch on last week and she said to me, it's one ground that she always looks forward to going for. I know she's a female player and the result didn't go her way, but she said it's always a ground that they look forward to going to. So that just shows that like players like playing on, on surfaces like that because they know they're always going to get a top-class surface. Yeah, well, hopefully she'll change her tune after the no, weekend. She wasn't, she wasn't saying it in, in a way of, as if that they were going down there expecting to win. She, said, she even said, yeah. it, she said, any, she said that it's, it's one of them pitches that you go and you know you're always going to get a good, even surface. You're not going to get... It's like some grounds you go to. The ground might be all bobbly where you go down there, you guarantee it's a League of Ireland ground. The standard facilities are always top-class. I'm going to give you a stat here and I think you might be a bit cons- uh, it might be a bit of a worry for you 45% of your league goals you've scored 11 goals in 10 games so far 45% of them came on Saturday evening with 6 different goal scorers in total that a bit worrying? Uh, not particularly you know at the end of the season Sinead Taylor missed the first 5 or 6 games of the season you know Ethan Benning came back there the Ethan Benning was playing for Ellie back would be a huge benefit when she comes back because she's a top class player. Yeah, yeah, it would be nice to get her back. I mean, you know, I haven't seen too much of Ellie, just, you know, again, reputation is what I have at the moment. And obviously, there's something about Ellie because she's played National League football, she capped it under 19 level, and has been around, you know, she's only younger, but she's played in the league a number of years. So, yeah, she's going to be a huge asset by the looks and the way she's been training at the moment would be delighted to get her back. How impressed have you been with under seventeen international Sylve Doyle? It's her first season. I think it's her first season. No, last season would have been her first season in the National League, where this would be her full four se- full season because last year was a short season. How impressed have you been with her since she's come in? Sylve Doyle is an Before your time, um, last summer, she was calling to the Ireland squad for like a training. They had a training games over in Wales, and they brought in the likes of herself, Teague and Ruddy were brought in to give experience to this. So when she got that, that must have been a huge incentive for her because she's seen what it's around. It's like to be around top players, and it's only going to make her want to improve as well. Yeah, look, five. There's huge potential there, and I hope you know because she has the right attitude. She wants to do well. She trains well, and um, you know the reward will be there for her in the end, and hopefully. Heather Rouse called into the senior international team there for the last squad and uh, I've no doubt she'll get there but um, first and foremost for me Sly is a ball you know, a WFC player and we want to progress and push on and what 
Saeed are doing well, we do well. Along with an awful lot of the girls in the squad. Saeed is a massive player for us. Is it good to see players like Lisa Cassidy and Shauna Fox recognised with player uh, with positions in the university squad for the for the upcoming World Student Games? Yeah, I'm absolutely delighted with the two girls. And saying that, I'm a little bit disappointed for Kira Cormican because Kira obviously at the time of the size and stuff, you know, wasn't fully fit. And then um, she's coming into her own in the next month or so. And, you know, it'd be hard stretch to find, you know, another centre half as good in the country as Kira. But the two girls look it's a huge honour and achievement to make it into the squad. And um, I'm sure look, they'll, do, they'll do themselves justice and the club justice. But, um, it's a great personal achievement for them, and um, I hope all goes well when they go over to Type A. Before they go, before they go away, obviously you have some big league games coming up. As you spoke about earlier, Cork the weekend, traveling down to um, to Bishopstown. It's never, it's never an easy place to go, and they've they've improved ample over the last season to season and a half. What are we, what are you expecting the weekend? Yeah, listen, after the result of the weekend, I think if our attitude is right going down there as it was at the weekend, we can turn over any team. Um, so that's the, the, the main focus for us, is to keep focused on the goal and keep our attitude right, right our work rate, our ethic, you know, our desire, the will to win, all the simple things that are, are they should be given. If we do them correctly, the football part will look after itself, because the girls, there's no two ways about it, they have the ability. You just look at the quality of goals that we scored, you know, whether it be um, at the weekend or even the court you know, game in the past or the beginning game. We tend to score goals, but it's the work rate and ethic you, you know we have to earn the right to play and um, if we do that the result will look after itself you'll be up against Ireland senior international Claire Shine and underage international Sersha Noonan your defence will be yeah. key on Saturday on some, I think it's Saturday is it? yeah yeah. I look it's the same with females you, you look at their front three the last day you look at Shell's front three you look at UCD's front three you know they, they're all high quality players but um, I've no problem with that we, we deal with that and um, you know, the way things are going in the league, it's great to see the standards improving all the time. Teams are getting better. And I'd like to think we're, we're getting better as well. But, um, yeah, it looks like going to be a tough opposition with some quality in the final third of the pitch. But I think we can more than match them and we have that quality in, in the final third as well. Just um, coming up in September, you have a Shield final. It'll be huge if Galway could get their hands on some silverware, especially considering since the club has come into the Women's National League, they've yet to win a trophy. And having the opportunity to have some sort of silverware for the club would be would be a huge boost, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Look, we're delighted to get to the Shield final. But as I said earlier, look, it's one game at a time. That's that's the way we look at it. But it's, it's a huge, you know, a huge honour for the club, you know, to get to a final. And again, I'll deal with that in September. You know, we've nearly the best part of two months of football to play yet. And um, they're looking forward to it, but it, it's in the back of the mind at the moment, you know, fully focused on Cork the weekend. When you played um, Wexford in UL, you're under for, the Gainer Cup under 14s from Galway won the Gainer Cup, and the under 16s I think were beaten in the final. That shows that there's, there's tremendous talent coming through. Plus, you would have seen the likes of Salt Hill Devon have been prominent in the underage All Ireland's as well. Like this huge talent of girls coming through Galway, how important is it that you get these players when they're ready to come to the National League and that they don't do what the likes of, say, Heather Payne has gone to Piedmont, that Galway gets gets the players in? Yeah, look, it's, 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 a, it's a big issue for us. The Galway under 12s also were beaten on penalties in the final in the Gainer Cup down there that week. Uh, you know, I was down there for two and a half days. Of it. It, it's great, you know, that we're competitive in the Gainer Cups and we have been for the last number of years. But for me, as the manager of the women's senior team, it's, uh, it's players coming through. You know, I think in the last three Gainer Cups, we've only one player that's come on 
two Heather Payne have gone obviously with Demount and Side Joy out of you know the best part of fifty players. For me as a manager, where's the other forty eight players? Is that a worry? So, uh, it is a worry because look, the ball the league runs up to under sixteen. Once you get to under sixteen there's an under eighteen league. The four teams in the under eighteen league they play six games, their league is over. So between the age of sixteen and eighteen they're playing very little football. So you know, for me as the manager of the senior team at 16, the majority of players are just not ready yet. They're not physically ready. Um, and then there's barely any football for them to play. So if they have other interests, they go off, they play Gaelic, they play Camogie, they play Harland, they just move on. If there's no football for them to play, they'll just move on. So when they come to the age where, where I possibly might want them at 18 or 19 or 20, they're gone from the game. So, you know, it's something that, you know, we have to look into down here. Um, hopefully, it's going to be a national league coming on board underage. Um, you know, I've talked to the club and the committee about getting a development team involved down here because we need that. We need more young players coming through and um, getting for all. We've seen that Kilkenny have got a start, and I've now looked at getting a development team as well. Paymount have it, yeah. Shelburne have it, but like just one thing though, you spoke about the underage struck underage league of Ireland, say for example, coming in. How young would you like to go? Personally, I don't think an under, there was talk of an under-19 league. I don't think 19s would work because sometimes the better players at, at that age are already making a step up. Would it possibly maybe an under-16s or an under-17s national league work better? Well, for me, personally, it's a problem. It's not a national problem for me. It's a local problem. You know, we, we have a situation that I've seen at first times being involved in League of Ireland football with Galway United down through the years. And it's the same with Galway WFC at the moment. You know, you can say it's, it's a football club, but it's not. It's, at the moment, we're just a football team. We're one team. We have no structure in behind us from underage coming up. So now, only after a decade, Galway United have been under 19 and under 17 and under 15 team, where you have players coming through to play for Galway United. You have the elite players from the region playing with under 15, 17, 19, and there's a few of them guys now coming through to the senior team. And I'd like to see the same thing for the Galway women's team. You know, so, you know, where do you start? It's anybody's guess. You know, I think personally, 19s is probably a bit too high. I'd say 17s, yeah, would be a good age group. Again, once you hit 17s, then you're going into gain or cup territory, you know, the, the kids under the, the 16s. So it's a hard one, but I'd say 17s is a good age to start. Um, possibly, you know, having a, a development team or under 19 slash you could play a couple of overage players because the squads now you can carry 25 players in, you know in the senior squad you can only play 11 at the weekend and the, the rest they need football I remember speaking to um, people in I was working involved with Piedmont last season and speaking to people in Piedmont and they were telling me that like when you sign a player to the National League they can't even drop down to say a lower division if their team has a second team where they can't even play say an, an MGL game just to get some game time like so we need to have the opportunity, as you said, for a possibility of having a reserve slash on the 19 league where it may work because it gives you the opportunity to, to fl- uh, flow players in and out. Whereas, as you said, the players who, if you have a 25 squad, you can only play 11 and three subs. So the other, the other what, 11 aren't even involved in the game. So like, you need to be able to play these players somewhere. Yeah, but it's not like a case where it's dual registration. You're playing for the one club. I suppose it's... If you take Piedmont as an example, you know, they have a good underage structure there. James is 21, 22 player sign, whatever it may be. But they have a very good under 18 team. And he might want to bring five of them up to play. 
and there should be no reason now at 18 they mightn't be all ready to go and play in the first team in one season but there might be one or two of them where you can bring them up give them give them a taste of it get them involved see or if they're, are, are they at the required standards bring them back down again but there, there doesn't seem to be any um, anywhere for them to go you know it's a very difficult situation but I definitely think something has to give, you know, if it's going to be an under-17 league or an under-19 league, whatever it may be, that players can stay down as well. They need game time. I'm sure, like, Kilkenny probably be in the same situation, whereas that they're competing with other sports as well, whereas Cork have the, the under at the soccer league. I think it's the, the Munster Soccer League for the women, girls or the Cork Soccer League, whereas some clubs have it and some don't. Where it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit of an issue that, play, as you said, though, like, by not having it, players can't play. And... It's it turns them off the sport quite easy. Well, for us down here, it's a massive issue because, as I said, like the ball in this league, under eighteen league, there's fourteen minutes. They played six games in the league last year. A league. Now the team played more won a Connacht Cup. They played one game to win a Connacht Cup. They got a buy all the way to the final. They had a run in the Irish Cup. I think they played five games. So in the whole of the season, that elite team won the league, won the Connacht Cup, and got to semi-final of an Irish club and they played I think a max 11 games for elite soccer players that's just not enough like that's where you'd have players saying okay uh, listen uh, I'm good at Gaelic football I'll go play ladies football yeah you go down here I go online you, you, go, you have a Galway under 14 development Gaelic team and under 16 development team and under 18 development team and that's on top of the teams it's not a development team that's on top of their, their first strike so if you don't keep them involved with soccer 16, 17, 18, they just go elsewhere. We're, we're not providing the product down here for the kids to play, you know, between 17 and 19. Not enough of it. And it's something that needs to be looked at. No, absolutely. Like, that's something that maybe that can be looked at, can be brought up to, a, to an FAI meeting the next time that the, the National League teams or something come together. But just away from away from the underage structure, how have you found the comparison from coaching in the men's game to coaching in the women's game? coaching the women is really enjoyable you know I don't think every time we train and I have a lot of the younger girls now that come in four or five of the girls that played in the Gainer Cup this year they're up and trying to get them involved training with us on a regular basis but um, as I'm coaching the women first class their attitude is good they're all teams to learn five different teams they take everything on board ask an awful lot more questions than fellas would you ask you know any young young fella 15 or 16 or 17 years of age not at you any like he's pretending knows, but any of the girls that they don't know, they'll ask you, which is great. You know, but um, the standard is an awful lot higher than I thought it would be. The fitness levels, from our own point of view, again, we need to pick them up. But as, a, as in coaching and taking on, on board the different types of things, the systems of play, the way we want to play, sometimes we have to play a different way against better quality opposition to try and get a result. No issues with that whatsoever. I'm delighted, I, as I said to you, I think a couple of months ago when I talked to you, delighted I, I took on the you know, the ball of a job and, and I think we're progressing, I hope we're progressing because, you know, I think the girls are happy enough with what I'm trying to say to them and if they're not sometimes they let me know about it. But like you even see it amongst the National League when, say when you go to places like Cork, Wexford, Kilkenny, like in some soccer leagues, even in men's, I've seen it a bit, there's a, there can be a bit of animosity between players. When you soon as you see them, they get off the bus, they're all friendly, everybody knows each other. Yeah, I don't want my players to be friends with everyone in the country and to get fit. You know, look, football is football. We go there to get a result. After the game, we can all pat each other on the back and have the crack and have the laugh. But uh, when we go down to Cork or down to UCD, we're there to get a result. Yeah. You know, we be best friends.
relationship with all the managers in the league and all that, but you know, I'm there to do a job and I'm there to get a result for all of them. And that's the same for our players. What sort of involvement would there be between the Galway United side and the Galway WFC? Is there much of an interlink between the two clubs? No, no, there's no um, Galway WFC is a total standalone at the, at the moment, you know. Um, again, I don't know if plans or conversations about my head is taking place, but um, as far as I'm aware, Galway WFC is a standalone entity and you know, that's... I don't know too much about the politics of it all at that level. Because of you, as the reason I was asking, because if you look at the likes of the tracksuits, the jerseys, this season, they're all a lot similar to the, to the look that the, that the men have. The tracksuits are, I think, are the exact same. The jerseys the same, except the crest is just slightly different. Whereas in years gone by, they would have been nearly completely different designs and all. Because it's just asking, like, is there mo- would they, they wouldn't be involved in, say, helping you promote games, would they? No, I, not to that level. Listen, I, I think in our... PR area of it, I think we're the club are very good at that, you know, in relation to you know the Twitter and the Facebook and all all that type of things. I have uh, no crossover as far as I'm aware whatsoever from um, involved all United at that level. You know, we have our own people that look after that within the club. Because you you think maybe there's a possibility that like Galway United get decent crowds into games, maybe that they could promote, say even in the match program, have your fixtures have the odd interview with a player or something, just to know, to get the, the Galway WFC out as well, while having the people at the, the League of Ireland games. Yeah, I think, look, I think that happens, um, and, you know, there, there, there is a crossover of the, the Galway United to promote some of our games in the programme, and the local press are fairly good with that as well, you know, getting us out there, and, you know, doing match reports and stuff like that. But again, it's something, I'm sure every women's national league club, you know, we all want more, you know, bigger crowds, we all want more people to come to the games, you know, and um, yeah, I think whatever avenue we can use to promote the game, you know, locally, nationally, needs to be, you know, explored, but, um, you know, it has happened in the past, and um, again, I'm sure it's something that will be worked on in the future to, uh, you know, improve that relationship and get more out of it. It's very worrying there, hearing the thoughts of Billy Cleary, it was an interesting conversation with him, um, I'd be a bit disappointed now to hear that Galway, the under-18s league, only has four teams. For someone who has such a success in the Gaina Cup regularly, you would have thought that the progression would have been the next next up. However, hopefully they can do something about that and keep these youngsters and stop losing talented players to other sports. Next up, before we go, I'll be joined by Rihanna Jarrett and Clara Ridden, who will give me their thoughts after Wexford's 2-1 win against UCD on Saturday evening. Rihanna Jar, you must be delighted to be back and mark your, I think your second, third appearance with a goal? Yeah, delighted to be back. Um, managed to get the goal on a third appearance, so I'm buzzing with that, but more importantly, we got the three points, so absolutely over the moon. You have three points, especially considering these beat you earlier on the season in the uh, Cup, plus you got the last minute winner up there in Jackson Park. The win sees you go top. It's vital that at this stage of the season that every game's a win. Yeah, I mean, you take each game as it came, and this was our game today. It was all we were concentrating on. Always a tight game between ourselves and UCD and as you said they beat us the last time so we had a point to prove but um, we've came out next so we'll work hard in training during the week and that's all we're concentrating on at the minute 
you expect a backlash from Piedmont after seeing their result today? Oh yeah, well the same can be said for Galway. Galway got beat by Kilkenny and they went out and did the business at home against Piedmont. So we travel up to Green Oak now on Saturday, so we'll expect the same from them. So we have to be tight and get going from the get-go. A little under 45 minutes tonight for you. You had 45 minutes last week. Is it just about building up the minutes at the moment? Yeah, obviously we don't want to force it. Um, building up minutes as we go along. Obviously it was a big game today, so Hef doesn't, Laura doesn't want to be making substitutions uh, just for the sake of making them. So I was fortunate enough that I got as long as I did and I can make an impact, so I'm happy with that. You look sharp as well. Trying, trying, trying to get there anyway. You're involved in the first goal. It was a lovely headed knockdown to Claire. It was an excellent finish from her as well. Yeah, she took it very well. I mean, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to build a partnership between myself and Claire and obviously get the midfield involved as well. So hopefully we can continue to do that and we'll score more goals. The ball fell lovely for your, for your um, goal, didn't it? Yeah, super delivery from Emma Hansbury there. There was a huge gap at the front post, so buzzing that I could get a connection on it and it went in eventually. <laughs> Rihanna, it must be great to get back scoring again because you've had a, a long battle with injury and it's your third appearance but still it's great to mark the first goal Yeah, uh, it was a long time out and obviously as a striker or an attacking player I love to score goals and it took to the third game but luckily I got an important one and we managed to get the 2-1 win Actually, the first half we were remarking in the, in the press box that we thought this game needed Rihanna Jarrett and lo and behold you come on and prove us correct <laughs> Well, I was happy that Laura gave me the nod that she had faith in me so obviously I was buzzing in to come on and delighted that I could make an impact now, as you said, you have to play P-Mount next week and uh, you'll probably be introduced from the bench probably at some stage again next week. Yeah, looking at the same, maybe another 45, who knows? Obviously, it depends on how the game is going. Um, we expect it to be a tight one up there. Really is a big six-point game up there between ourselves and P-Mount. It's a huge pitch as well. Uh, it's, it's All pitches in the league are huge enough now, to be fair, but it uh, happens that I like playing up there. So hopefully, as I said, we'll work hard in training this week. We'll get what needs to be done and hopefully it'll be a good game on Saturday. Rihanna, delighted to see um, Adele Kennedy back as well? Yeah, absolutely wasn't for um, I mean, she's been out since uh, our away game in Galway, Galway back months. in 15 months ago, back in April. Uh, so absolutely delighted for her. She's worked hard. There's no better woman to work hard. And you've seen her getting stuck in from the minute. So there's no bother on her. Over there, yeah, you seem to have used the break quite well. You look a lot stronger and fitter. How important was it that you really pushed on both physically during that break? Yeah, I mean, it was important not only for me, but for everyone to use the break and to get the most out of it. Um, obviously, coming back from a long-term injury, um, it's about getting minutes on the pitch, so that's where you get match fitness. But still have to keep doing the work off the field as well, and thankfully it's starting to prove. Still a long way to go yet, but happy with how we're progressing. With all the players who are missing at the start of the season, it was an excellent start for your side. They're well in contention, but now it's really a push on stage, isn't it? Because you were only a couple of points behind now. You're top by a point with a game in hand. Yeah, I mean, it's great to be there thereabouts. That's what we set out to do at the start of the season. And luckily, we're there with nine games to go. So every game now is going to be a huge one, no matter who we play. And as I said, it's p the next one. So if we keep putting the work in on the training field, there's no doubt we can produce it on the weekend. So a lot of hard work to do, but I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks. Clearer. A huge three points to your side, a two on Vic, you must be placed. Yeah, delighted now. Um, the girls put in a good shift. Uh, everyone had an impact, you know, but on and off the field. So we're just kind of we're delighted that we put it in today and uh, we were rewarded at the end. With the results going the other way in the P-Mount game with them losing to Galway, it was Did a they? huge incentive for your side. They lost 5 1. Did it? You're to your side on your top of the league. Well, I suppose that's uh, that's uh, that's another positive, I suppose, to the night. Um, but look, as I said, we always take it game by game, and I think it, we're up against Piedmont now next weekend. And uh, if it's a case that they were defeated tonight, they'll be looking to rectify that now next weekend. So it'll be a, a tough fixture. Your side in the first half against the Braves, it looked like at times the ball was maybe holding up too much for you. 
yeah um, you know we identified that the wind was playing its part you know the, the sun was shining as well so we always have to take uh, those sort of conditions into into the factor as well but you know I think we dealt with it well um, everyone done their jobs we stuck to it and in the second half we were rewarded it's a, a sublime goal from yourself from a, a national for all across it was a lovely knockdown by Rihanna you took it well yeah um I suppose instinct really was the most important thing. Uh, get the chance, put it away. Your seventh league goal this season. You really find the for- find your form now, aren't you? Um, I don't know about that, but look, we'll just take it game by game, and hopefully everyone can keep putting in what we're doing, and uh, you know, looking to get the results at the end of the day. The other day it was announced the university squad. Is that a big boost yourself getting called into something like that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I experienced uh, the World Student Games two years ago going to South Korea. It was kind of my first involvement with any kind of international setup, um, and it was just amazing, mind blowing. Um, but again, it's going to be it's going to be a big task to undergo uh, in about four or five weeks when we go over. Um, so there's a lot of work to be done. Um, but no, I think everyone's really looking forward to it and up for it as well. Possibility of missing a few youth games as well. That is a possibility, but you know, hopefully the FBI will uh, sort that out for us when we're going away. Adele Kennedy made a return tonight. It's 15 months out injured. Excellent to see her back. Brilliant. You know, we've lost a lot of players due to injuries, um, and you know, it, we found it tough last season. Um, but you see the strength that we have there now in the squad, and as I said, everyone's playing their part on and off the field. So we're just delighted to have everyone back and competing, uh, really bringing the intensity up in training. So everyone's working really hard. You talk about last season where you lost a lot of players. Could it have been a bit easy for your side maybe this season coming in again to drop the heads even more after last season's league performance? Yeah, you know, I think last the short season was always kind of going to go that way after we had such a good positive two seasons previous to that. Um, but coming into this season, it was new. It was a clean slate. You know, we had Laura coming back in as manager. Uh, she was bringing in new players. Um new style of play new tactics you know just changing it up and I think um, you know this season we're, we're just trying to look to bring everything together uh, I think uh, we've been pretty lucky with how well it's been going um, but the most important thing is that we just keep uh, keep focused and remain on the on the targets of each game as it comes that's all we have time for today folks unfortunately thanks for listening and if you'd like to contact us, please feel free to contact us on either Facebook or Twitter at the WNL Show. We'll be back again soon with another instalment. Thanks to Laura and Billy for joining me on the show, and as well as Rihanna and Claire who gave me the time after Saturday's game. <laughs>